The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Pure. The Pure app lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download Pure on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, kids, cubs, and kinky moms? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up? What's up? How you doing? Welcome to my show. Uh, if you are new to the program, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, love, and at times why we didn't work out. And this week's guest is... Uh, this is a special one, everybody, because I haven't seen Jen in almost seven years, and I'm so excited to share her with you in a bit. But first, no show dates, everybody. No, no, no show dates to promote right now. Just go to manwarpod.com slash comedy. Check in there to see if I post any new show dates or any speed dating events I might be hosting. And while you're over at manwarpod.com, sign up for that mailing list, everybody, okay? I've got another newsletter coming out. Real, real soon. Here's one date I do want you to save. April 26th, next Wednesday, if you are listening to this on the the day that it comes out. April 26th, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to see you, yes, you, and the person sitting next to you at the Fan Whore Facebook Live Hangout. It was so much fun chit-chatting with y'all last month. Okay, I had a blast. Well, we're doing it again Come hang out with me on my Facebook fan page uh, while I answer your questions, play some games, and let y'all interact with each other. It's really how we're starting to foster a community of fan whores, and I fucking love it. Be sure to like the Man Whore Podcast on Facebook so that you're updated and notified when we're going live. Anyways, uh, how about last week, huh? A happy ending massage on air. I don't know if that's ever been done. I'm, I might be, I might have broken new podcasting ground. I don't know. But wow, I got to tell y'all, it was a lot of fun for me to record. Probably more fun than it was for you to listen, <laughs> if you can imagine. I do not have any email reactions from you, mostly because, like I said a few weeks ago, I'm on podcation. So I, pro- I hopefully got some reactions, and I'll probably be reading them next week. When I go back uh, to recording these in real time. But I do have an email. And uh, as you all know, I like to take advice questions or just read reactions from y'all. I love your tweets. I love your emails. I love your Reddit messages. This one comes from, well, she asked not to be identified. So we're just going to call her Mama Coogs. And if you don't like that name, that's what you get when you won't let me use your first name, hon. Okay. Uh, Billy. Hey there, I've been listening for several months since I heard you on This Is Why You're Single. I really enjoy your podcast and have learned a lot, and I'm sorry to hear about Paige. I'm writing for two reasons. One, really enjoyed this week's episode with Adam Lucidi. It is so refreshing to hear two men talking about love and first kisses and tears. I think our toxic culture could use more men being human and vulnerable and real like you guys. Keep it up. Number two, 
a week or so ago, you mentioned that you've always been into older women. Editor's note. I don't know if this is a week or so ago or like all the time. (laughs) Uh, At the ripe old age of 50, I recently discovered that this is a thing. I got the lady. You've been around 50 years. Where have you been? The graduate. You know, that was a while ago, right? Uh, I got divorced when I was 48 and immediately got on cougarlife.com and hooked up with a 21-year-old. I figured that was okay since my oldest child was 20 at the time. I even had the honor of deflowering a 22-year-old virgin. I couldn't believe how many younger men were into older women. I asked every single one why, and none of them could put it into words. They all just said, I don't know. I've just always been this way. Anyway, I'd love to hear your answer and or any theories as to what this might be about. You know, Mama Coogs, I am so happy to hear from you. I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. I, too, loved Adam's story. But as to your um, as to your query, your possible near obsession with this idea that younger men could at all be into older women... Um, Tomorrow, as I'm as I'm recording this, which is weeks prior to me releasing this, but on a day, we'll say, uh, I have my first Bumble date, and it's with a 48-year-old woman, and today's episode it features a woman who I hooked up with when she was 38 and I was 21. Plenty of younger men are into older women. I mean, and many, here's the thing, and many aren't necessarily into older women, as much as they were into a woman who happened to be older. It's not as much that I seek out older women as much as I just don't close myself off to the possibility of older women. I mean, part of that came out of necessity. When I was 20 years old and in my earlier 20s, I, I used to be cheeky and I would say something like, I mean, when you're, when you're my age, everybody's older. You know, uh, if, if you can rent a car legally, you're old to me. That's how this works. Now that I'm 27, I, I, I no longer get to use that line. Uh, <laughs> I, here's the thing. I, don't, I just don't check off the box filtering out women in their late 30s and 40s or even 50s, in theory. I've never really crossed the 50 barrier. Hey, well, no, no, that's not true. I have Nina Hartley. There you go. Remember when I made out with her on the podcast? There you go. I'll take a 35-year-old over the 25-year-old version of herself any day of the week. Holy shit. I just, you know, us people in our 20s are still figuring shit out. I don't want two of us figuring it out in in the bed together. I would like to, I like to learn from my partner. So that doesn't mean I can't learn from someone my age or younger, but, you know, I'm, I'm increasing, I feel like, the chances of learning from my partner or my lover or my date if they happen to have lived more years than I have. Also, by then, like, you likely have a better idea of what you like in bed, and, and you got way more sexual confidence. That doesn't mean, like, that all women in their mid to late 30s are super confident. We all have our struggles, but more so, it's, it's, uh, they definitely have more of that than whatever they were at in their 20s. And I don't know, Mama Cooks, maybe some guys just have some mommy issues. I, I don't know what to tell you. Some just really want to drink that mother's milk one more time. Who knows? I'd worry less about the why and focus more on the connection, enjoying the experience. Who gives a fuck why he's into older women? It would be like asking a guy, why are you into redheads? Why are you into tall women? Why are you into big women? 
does it really matter? Why don't you just be happy he's into you? You know what I mean? Because that's, at the end of the day, what's really important. So thank you for emailing me. And if you um, want to hit me up with your comments and your questions or you know even your booby pictures, feel free to send them on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Now, we, before we get to this week's episode with Jen, I got to share something with you. Because I don't think that this is public information. I don't know if there's like a, a salon.com article about it. Doubtful. I got to tell you about the Anton Castle. I learned at a sex party a couple weeks ago. And it blew my fucking mind away. Okay. The Anton Castle, though. Here's the beautiful thing about the Anton Castle. It's not sexual. Nah. Fellas, here's what it is. You lie back. Take your force, uh, take your ball skin, stretch it out upwards, like towards the ceiling, okay? Your likely flaccid penis is going to be tucked back, pointed at you, and you want your again, ball skin stretched out up towards the ceiling. Then you have a person of the, the gender that you prefer, if you like, or just whoever you're consenting to do it. They just... Scratch your balls. They stretch underneath on the side of the ball skin not facing you. And it feels divine. I don't know if anyone's done this ball scratching technique or maneuver yet. But uh, <laughs> I learned about it through a friend of, uh, of, a, of a friend of, from Kenneth Play. Who you've heard on this podcast before. It is so relaxing. I want you all to go try out the Anton Castle. Don't know why it's called that necessarily, but that's what I'm told it is. You're all fucking welcome, okay? But now for this week's guest, Jen. Jen is, wow, Jen is an important person in my life. I met Jen when I was 21 years old, when she was just visiting New York City with some friends. And we we tell the story of what happened in the podcast, but it's also important to know that, uh, aside from that one night meeting, and then we met one more time a month later, I haven't seen her since we've talked, we've flirted, we've texted, we've kept in touch through all sorts of different media for years, but have not met in person yet for reasons that will be disclosed later. But I have wanted to see her again for such a long time. And I remember walking down the sidewalk when she said that she was here and seeing her. And that hug, it felt so right. It felt so good to see her again in the flesh. I say this in the show, but you know, Jen shaped the way I view sex and sexuality and relationships and love and the possibilities that are out there. She was the first person I ever saw do a relationship by design. If you remember Effie Blue, an, another special guest of the podcast, you know, she she talks about customized relationships. And so Jen has an open marriage. But it's not this like free-for-all poly burner, slutty open marriage in a sense. I mean, it looks very it, from afar, from outside of it, it looks like a very normal marriage. But Jen will share very soon that it's a little more complicated than that. 
Uh, we start the show with some tears. I got to warn you. We had a really emotional conversation before I even turned on the microphone. She was updating me with what's going on with her. And then, you know, I tell her, I was like, I feel like we should turn on the microphones. And she, and she agrees. And we turned them on. But, you know, she is in tears. She's emotional. We talk a lot. We talk in this episode about marriage. We talk about being in love and, and trying to stay in love. We talk about the importance of getting your emotional dick wet. Uh, this would be this was a thing I used to say before I started this podcast. I would tell people, you know, I'm just trying to get my emotional dick wet. You know, you got emotional needs, and some of us have an easier time getting our sexual needs needs met than our emotional needs. And well, Jen's not getting her emotional needs met, and I can only imagine what that's like when you have a family and have been together for so long there's a special reward this week for people who uh, hang out till the till the outro as you all probably learned last week so if you want to hear me be slightly emotional and read something kind of sappy uh stick to the end of the episode there's talks of orgies talks of love and talks of trying to make it work and now i want to let y'all listen to me talk with jen should bring Kleenex. It's all right here. You want to wipe? <laughs> I was aiming more for eyes, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know, tear, tears are fine here. It's not. It's not a comedy podcast, <laughs> so it's totally okay. As you were saying uh, just before, it's okay to be sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all saw Inside Out, right? You know? <laughs> yes, and grumpy and mad and scared and right. I'm just gonna. You want to kind of be like here. Is that okay? You hear the difference a little bit? I do. Okay. All right. Good. Um, how are you feeling? <laughs> you got, you, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. You, you look like you have. You need to say some things. <laughs> it's it's really good to see you, Jen. It's good to see you too. I'm very happy to see you again. Yeah. And you're teary eyed again. What oh. what are you feeling? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little nervous, a okay. little bit, um, and uh, find myself unexpectedly emotional. Mm-hmm. So, this is what I do. Like the emotions just come and the tears come. I can't help that. That's that's <laughs> fine. I welcome it. I welcome the tear stuff. I'm a crier. I've cried on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happened a couple times. I don't think I heard that episode. <laughs> <laughs> you got to search hard for it. I'm gonna have to. You gotta, yeah. I listen to the ones with uh, my heartbreakers. The heartbreakers. My heartbreakers. There's like okay. maybe ten women who just really broke my heart. Oh, babe. In the last decade. Is that like hashtagged? Can I search for the? No, no, no. I label? keep. It, I, I make people have to listen to all the episodes ah. to find them. Uh, <laughs> I open up uh, an episode with Mike Cannon though, like uh, right after a birth. Uh, breakup brunch so i was like very teary-eyed for that but a breakup brunch yeah she like has me for brunch and that's where she says like we can't yeah that was hard and like the public place so that they're oh wow yeah okay that's that's awesome yeah well well what uh what are some of the what's the emotion that you're you're feeling i mean we were talking a little bit before Mm -hmm. um about some of the the dire straits that are going on with with you and your husband, which mm-hmm. I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for listeners 
who are shocked to hear the phrase husband. Uh, yes, she's not like a 25-year-old. I I finally got you all an adult. Are you happy yet? Some of the, the older listeners can't really relate to someone who's like in their in their 20s. No, I'm far from my 20s. I, I said I told you guys. 20s so, was many moons ago. Uh, but you still look you look great. You well, look, I try. You look you look no different or no older than, you know, before, you know, when we met six, seven, eight years we ago. Met, yeah, that was. I was 21. So it would have been. Oh, my God. It was 2010. 2010. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the watching the soccer game. Yep, at, at Josie Woods. Was that where we were? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, with you and your friend, we'll mm-hmm. call her S. S? Yeah. Yes. Should, should she one day choose to do the show and want to <laughs> use a fake name, I'll give her the opportunity. Yes. Um, yeah, that was, that was a great day. Mm-hmm. I, that I, was fun. Do you, do you remember it well? I do rem- I remember the whole day and um, night. Why, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you tell me tell me about it? Well, I was in New York with... S and my friend A and uh A's the one we didn't like, right? Like she was kind of annoying. She was really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up having a big fight that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was um well she was on all kinds of hormones trying to get pregnant. Okay. So she just turned into a total bitch and she got really mad at S and I for wanting to go out that night. With w- you. With me. Yes. With me. It's your fault. Yep. It's all your fault. So so how did As we- many things are, I think. So how was <laughs> uh, how was the meeting? Like what was what so, sparked the conversation? So I was um at so I was at this bar because I wanted to watch World Cup mm-hmm. and the girls wanted to go shopping and I didn't feel like shopping, so I said, I'll be at this bar and come join me when you're finished finding your shoes and um so is my mascara all done you're 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 fine you look great (laughs) you don't look like you've been crying at all (laughs) anyway so we're um so i'm sitting at this bar by myself watching the game and um i'm busy on my phone trying to look very occupied and you were sitting next to me and i don't remember exactly how the conversation started but it did S showed up. <laughs> how were the nachos? Was that it? It was nachos? an amazing opener. <laughs> hey, uh, how how are the nachos? <laughs> Don't mind the Italian man just walking through barefoot. As most Italian men walk. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were you're asking me. You <laughs> that was your opener. Was that the opener? Yeah. How were the nachos? I was yeah, eating nachos. Right. Oh, I opened with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, I I don't oh. I don't hit on women at bars. I, I don't feel hit like, on I don't hit on young men at well, bars. Apparently you but do. I guess I do. I guess you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was just intent on watching the game, eating some food, and then I had my car keys and a thousand dollars in my pocket, and I was going to go to a casino. Oh, and make terrible I didn't decisions. Even know that. I didn't know that. Really, were you about to do that? That's what I was going to do. So then, until two beautiful women started talking to me, <laughs> you were like, "Well, maybe not." Yeah, I was like, "I'll stick around." Nice. So y'all started talking to me. Yeah, we did. We were chatting you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then you're and then S blows up your spot when you go to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> and she says totally. to me, "I guess she. I don't know if you had like conveyed to her that there was a cute guy next to y'all or what." Because I, yes, I did. Yeah. You did. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Because yeah. she she goes to me. She's like, "Hey, she used to be a swinger <gasps> oh with her God. husband." <laughs> I'm like, that. W- it, it wasn't was until like, that why moment. Why would she do that? 
because she wanted me to know you were interested. That's so funny. And because I'm an idiot, I had no idea you were interested until she said that. Billy, come on. I was talking to you about nachos. I, I don't know. I thought maybe <laughs> she wanted nachos. To you about nachos. I don't know. I assume that no one's interested in me until they say it very expressly. Until they're very, like, yeah. have you gotten better about that now? Can you read it a little very better? Very little bit. I think that's a man thing. I think that's an insecurity thing on my part. But I hey, I, like I said, I got a little bit better at it. Well, when a girl stops me at an night. orgy and says, hey, you're cute, I go like, I think I believe her. I think. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, your friend blows up your spot. You come, she did. And, uh, and what do you remember? Um, so I just remember I was hanging out and talking, and, um, and then we wanted to go out. And you were like, I'm going to take you girls out. I'm going to show you a good time. Which he did. Y'all wanted to go dancing. We did. We Told wanted you to go some dancing. spots for dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember telling you that my other friend, uh, I was talking about her for some reason about like, oh, she's so beautiful. Wait till you see her. And she came and you were like, meh. And I was like, oh. Uh, your friend A? My friend A. I feel like I didn't. Oh, yeah. She came at the end when I was leaving. Right. Yeah. Because I told you I would meet up with y'all later that night. Right. She so, was there. You, no, you, you're way more attractive than her. Well, she had braces, right? She was being really bitchy. So yeah. I think that she had like the bitch face going on and, you know, and we're still not really close anymore. But anyway, no, the point is, is that after we, um, after we hung out and talked and you said that you would, we would, you would take us out dancing. I remember we were really excited about going and then thought, what are we going to wear to go dancing? Cause we hadn't planned on that. So we went shopping. Now I wanted to shop. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we went out and did some shopping. And then, yeah, then we met with you at a little bar and had a drink. And then you took us out to some club and we were dancing. And that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. There was a lot of fun. There. I got to dance with two gorgeous women in one night. Are you kidding me? It was not oh, bad. It was, a fun, it was probably the best night of my summer. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. I remember you, um, you gave me your card. And on the back, and I think I still have it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, you wrote something about, like, to the husbands. Ha. Ha. <laughs> what, what cocky little thing did I write there? Something about, like, to the husbands, be good to your beautiful wives or something like that. <laughs> you know, love. And I think you called yourself a cub. Oh, that cheeky bastard I you was. You were very cheeky. <laughs> yes. But yeah. we, it was fun. We had a good time, and I remember, I remember you and S on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. Actually, the two of you had a energy thing going on, so I was just having fun with like whoever would dance with me. Yeah, <laughs> but then we left and we went to another club, and then that's when things started happening. Things started, started happening. They started happening. Yeah. In the um, the booth, we had a nice big booth to ourselves. We did. We I had did. an arm over each of you. I was in the middle. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know how it happened, but like started making out with S mm -hmm. and turned made out with you. And then just to make sure that it was really happening, I turned and made out with S again. And and like, oh my god, this is this is amazing. It's not bad. 
It wasn't a bad night for you at all. Not a bad night for me in the mm-hmm. slightest bit. No. Uh, S, I remember feeling fairly conflicted afterwards, you told me. Yes. She was yes. not happy with herself. No. So so the context is like you're both married women mm-hmm. in your late 30s. Like yeah, you, you both got kids. You're both full on adults. Right. And you're yeah. just. Yeah. But my situation with my husband was very different than her situation. Mm-hmm. And so. Did she, she ever tell her husband? Oh gosh, no. Oh gosh, no. No, no, no. I don't know if no. it, I don't know. Is it? Am I feeling sexy that I'm someone's dirty little secret? You're a dirty little secret. Yeah, yes, Billy, you are. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your what was your situation with your husband? My situation with him has always kind of been a don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you do ask, you get the truth. And um, and then how much do you want to know? Mm-hmm. So he would be like, did you meet someone and hang out? I'd be like, yeah. Did you do anything? Yeah. Well, what'd you do? Like, so it's always mm-hmm. just been sort of a like, let me know. And I think that he has always found that kind of um, sexy. I mean, as far as anything that we did separately. Yeah. Um, I know that he's gone out of town and done stuff. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't even like to me, if you're showing up to the marriage and you're showing up to do the work, then I, I just, I, I'm not jealous. The, so I don't ask because okay. I don't really care. I don't know. And yet other women, if I were to say that, they'd be like, oh my God, they, they think that's crazy. But I just, I don't really care. You don't attach sexual fidelity to love. No. Yeah. No. But, um, but, I, but one thing though is like when you are, if you hook up with somebody and then you develop an emotional attachment to them, that's a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, so has that happened to you? That has happened. Happened with you a little bit, a little bit. You're always you're always gonna hold like a very special place in my heart, which we'll we'll get Likewise. into a while later. Likewise. But yeah, uh, well, yeah. What, what was like a situation like that where there was kind of like emotional infidelity? Well, I mean, I don't know if you. I think that's about when about the time that I started examining the possibility that I have more so sort of like polyamorous capabilities or you know mm-hmm. where i don't necessarily think that love is this finite thing and i can't possibly have emotions from more than one person mm-hmm. um but that's just that's not something that i think he holds on to so much so i think I think we discovered a a place where we sort of diverge, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so I try to be, um, I, I just try not to step on those toes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. That like, you know, later on into a marriage, you, you know, like a decade or so into a marriage, you realize like, Hey, like I might be polyamorous and Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, that you may want to date other people or, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but did you all ever but have that, a conversation like about that specifically? No, and I actually think that um, no, and I think that's where things have gotten kind of sticky for me mm-hmm. is because it's been it's always been one thing to be like, oh yeah, you know, we can go to like we've been to orgies together, we've been to we've 
you know, been swingers together. We've, I, we went to a hotel room where we watched a woman getting all tied up and all like, we've done a lot of stuff. You, you've let him fuck a bunch of your friends. That has happened. Has Not he a fucked bunch us? of them. No, uh. no, but he, but he did a, the other, well, this Ugh. is before, no, it was, Back, it was, okay. It was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Before she got all yeah. crazy. So weird. y'all but y'all have had like a really fun like non-monogamous sex life together. Right, yeah. Um and separately, but you know, mm-hmm. in terms of opening up the relationship uh emotionally has never been like a thing. No, that hasn't because it just never came up. All right. You know what I mean? Well, and then and then when it did, I shut down because I realized that this might be the thing that could um, be painful, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. I didn't want to cause him pain, so I felt like I didn't want to like rock that boat with him. Yeah. So. Well, where did y'all meet? Like that you? I mean, I mean, at what point did you all start? What came first with like the swinging and stuff? Like what? What? How did that start? Well, when we met. Um, we met, I remember it was like a Wednesday, Tuesday or a Wednesday night. And then we went out. I called him because I knew he would be lame and like wait too long to call. So I called. And, and this, said, is, this is back in the 90s where like you call. No, it call- wasn't the 90s. Shut up. It wasn't that so, long. It was like 2000. Oh, 2000. Okay, sorry. Like at least give me 2000. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's like 2000. Uh, people are calling. <laughs> Right. I'm trying to get to the point. Yeah. You don't text. No. Yeah. No, we called each other. We actually talked on the phone. (laughs) God. Anyway, yeah. So I called him and got him (laughs) on the phone and heard his voice. And um and I said, Let's go out. Um and he was like, Oh, okay. So he had some other girl that he was hanging out with and he like canceled their plans (laughs) to hang out with me, which is cool. And um so we went out on a Friday night and I went home finally on Monday or Tuesday. So our physical attraction was like immediate and mm-hmm. we had that. And I remember we slept together that night and the next day he was like, so, you know, he was asking me like this, like it was like a postmortem, like, so what do you think about this? Like sleeping together after the first after the first night yeah like i don't know dude like let's try (laughs) fucking a second time how's that no but i told him i said well i think it's a really great way to not have a relationship because because i wasn't i was in that you have to understand like i graduated high school in 89 okay which was when i was born (laughs) (laughs) june 5th 89 when did you walk to get your diploma because i may not have existed yet oh 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 Oh. if it makes you feel better i slept with a woman old billy it does not make you feel better nope okay no no that does not that gloating that you just did no <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so back in the old days of the eighties. Yes, do tell me of the times. <laughs> How was Reagan? Carter. <laughs> <laughs> My first president was Carter. Yeah. Yeah. That says something. Your first, like, is in your uh, the first that one you that I remember. No. <gasps> what? I couldn't vote for Jimmy Carter. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, don't even. Just stop. Anyway, stop. No, but like that back then there was like such a tab. I mean, you know, there's like such a sexual taboo about everything. Like you didn't, you didn't sleep with somebody till you got married or at least until you're much older. And you know, if you slept with more than one person, the girl was a slut and the guy was like a hero. And you know, like that was what I grew up with. So it took some time to kind of get past all that. But I, I just assumed that his mindset was that if we slept together right off the bat, that he wasn't going to be interested because usually they weren't, you know, they'd be like, Oh, you're, you're that girl. So I'm not into that as far as a relationship goes, but I'll fool around with you. Yeah. So that's why I told him, I was like, Oh, well we're probably like, that's probably it for any. You'll never date me, right? I'm I'm just some slut who just fucked you. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and he was like, yeah, no, like, I think I'll marry you instead. <laughs> ha! Stop it. Was that like a serious proposal? No, it was not a serious proposal, but it it definitely, like, laid the groundwork down, like, oh, this is fine. And then we started talking a lot more about sex, and I guess and in college, he took um, sexuality courses in college, and I never had. So Were you all in your he, 20s, kind of? I was 28, when we met. Was he younger? Younger than me. So is he still at an age where he's like, no big deal, I took a sexuality class, let me tell you some things? Oh, yeah, 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 totally, <laughs> totally, totally, yes. That, that cunty thing guys my age and below do. <laughs> yeah, he was... Um, I have a podcast, let me tell you about sexuality. Let me tell you some things, honey. <laughs> yeah, right, like I don't know anything. Um, I was like, well, I may have some years on you that might make up for not having a podcast. So anyway, so He's got he, shoes on now. Good shoes. No, no. Nice shoes. You're <laughs> so, yeah, so um but we just started talking about like sex and and um human nature and um I was surprised that he felt the same way that I did that monogamy didn't feel natural and i get it like i get this idea like you're in love and you just want to be with that person and and some people like that's that's it for them but i never felt like that in my life and so to meet someone who is like yeah monogamy like kind of weird you know and i was like nice great okay you and i can you know we can vibe on that level so we did and we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of stuff. So we slept with a bunch of my friends, like you mentioned. And now, were you, wait, were you already in that world a bit? Were you already going to sex parties? I had already been in that world. So you I was. Them. I was the unicorn, right? Okay. I was the one that would show up to a party, the single woman that people were like. But how how do you for. get invited to sex parties in the in the early 2000s without you know craigslist and well we and had Facebook internet events. oh my god we had internet was that how you so, found parties in the yeah beginning? um oh my god i think that jesus i think that i was i went to some like chat rooms oh god yeah and you and you just started talking to people and find out and i remember like making in fact actually one of my one of my closest male friends i actually met in one of those chat rooms 
All right. Yeah. What yeah. Was, so and what he's was like your f- married kids now like a total like lives like a normal vanilla life or whatever right but like but that's how we actually met yeah was in one of those chat rooms and then we met up and uh we're living in california yeah we met up and like kind of dated a little bit but like then it turned out like i didn't have the chemistry with him but we remained friends but i would tell him about like my little escapades and stuff yeah. So what was that first sex party like bringing your your future husband? Well, how did he handle it? That okay, so oh, he was he was he was pretty good. Um like it was a Super Bowl party. Yeah. And um so right after the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, everybody was drinking and I remember like I knew that something was supposed to happen. Actually, it was interesting. Um, the party was hosted by a guy that I worked with. But it turned out that on one of these websites, he found me. And it was like super awkward at first. Like, oh, hey, like we work together. You're a slutty weirdo. I'm a slutty weirdo. And we work together. Like, right, we're talk about but it. like you're not, you know, like it's one of those like if you go to a party and you run into somebody that you know, and that strange like, oh, yeah, hey, hey, you do <laughs> this too. You're here. Don't tell anybody. But obviously, again, because not, then <laughs> I then I would tell people and like yeah. that uh, that unspoken agreement. Sure. Anyway, so it was his party, and I knew that there was supposed to be like whatever was going to happen after the the actual game. Um, and so we talked about, like, well, what are you comfortable with? What would you do? What would you not do? Like, do we have a word that we say to each other if we're uncomfortable, but we don't want to actually say it out loud in front of everybody? Or And we kind of went with everything's just, you know, we'll just do, we'll just roll with it and see what happens. Mm. And, and um, we will... Um, deal with whatever comes up so yeah so at the party we're in this one like in the kitchen and uh we're smoking a little pot which probably wasn't the best idea oh (laughs) only because it affects us a little differently I get. I'm like, let's go. You're fun. I'm like, woo, let's have a good time. Yeah, and he was. He he gets gets a little flaccid and reserved. A little. Well, not so much flaccid, (laughs) but definitely more reserved. (laughs) And so, um, and the the guy they were smoking with turns out he's a professional photographer and didn't know that he was going to be there, like taking photos. Ooh, whoa! No one told us that. Yeah, that's usually a no-no. That's kind of like that's usually you a should big let no-no. us know that like there's going to be a guy there with his camera, like snapping shots, snapping shots. So he was like, "Hey, I think things are going in the next room." So we walk in the next room, and um, there was some stuff going on in the there's couch. There's some, some some stuff, stuff like some some stuff. You know, like some what do you mean? Out. Like they're making, making out, out and like, like cuddle stuff? It's what what no, kind of stuff like stuff? Some, Women started making out, and of course, I got very excited about that. And so, you you consider yourself bisexual, right? Okay. And, um, yeah, anyway, so I I don't think you want all the details of everything. It's the Man Whore podcast. Yes, they would like some details. (laughs) Tell us a couple couple things that was seen. 
Well, um, so on the couch, there were like four or five of us women uh-huh. that got naked and made out and had our own like session or like had sex on the on the couch and um um the the guys were kind of standing there and i think like was kind of like watching the whole thing and he one of the other guys next to him was kind of telling him like you know it's cool man like she's just having fun you know, and I think like he was into it and it was fine, but I think he was just sort of surprised because he's only he, at that point, he'd only ever seen me with a friend, like one other person. Yeah. So for him to see me with a group of people that was even, you know, it was it was all women, yeah. but it was like a step up. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. It like takes it getting used him, to. Yeah. He had to get used to that. And, um, anyway, so, um, so that kind of came to its conclusion, like all the women got off and, and that was fun. And so then um, we went into another room and then the guys got involved. And um, and then that's actually like, it was interesting. Like we, you know, so it, many, like there's hands and things going, yeah. like you don't know who's doing hey, what. Hey, whose hand is that? Like, Keep going. <laughs> exactly. Like do Keep that. Keep doing that thing. Keep doing that. Um, but like later, because I, because we'd smoked pot and we got into like a different state of consciousness, Mm -hmm. basically, um, it wasn't until the next day that he shared with me that he was actually uncomfortable because I was fucking another guy. Yeah. I was like, but didn't we say that that was what we're going to be doing? And, um, so it just sort of highlighted that one, we shouldn't smoke pot when we do these things and that we just needed to have better communication. And obviously we got over it. How long were y'all dating before you brought him to his first orgy? Um, well, I'm trying to remember where he could like employ all those uh human sexuality class stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, the stuff that he was trying to tell me about. Yeah, I was like, well, I can tell you a few things anyway. Um, I don't know, I think it was a couple of years. Oh, okay, so this, yeah, it took a while together for a little while. Like, we had but done a lot of other stuff first threesomes and maybe Mm -hmm. some like swapping, Yeah. yeah, yeah, like we'd done that stuff first, the orgy that was. That was new. In fact, I think by that point we were married. Really? Yeah. So when did yeah. when did y'all stop swinging? Because the way the way S kids. implied the kids. Yeah, my. In fact, I remember I was pregnant and my friend was pregnant. We weren't like. Oh, that sounds showing. so hot. No. <laughs> Come on, like a, a a pregnant wife swap. Oh, that sounds super sexy. Maybe to I'm like, into it. like two people in the world. <laughs> what? No, plenty of people dig pregnant women. I like well, me a good pregnant woman, really? depending how it shows on her. Yeah. yeah. Well, because there, w- there are some who just get like big, and there's some who like it looks like like they look like Beyonce, and there's just like I guess I want that Beyonce. Angelina Jolie right, also looks great pregnant. Yeah. Hold on, I have to tell a woman to put a butt plug in at work. I'm sorry. What? I'm getting paid. Uh, you're getting paid like $100 a month uh-huh. go put it in I'm getting paid <laughs> $100 a month to sex the woman really? I'm getting really? closer and closer to my life goal You wow 
Wow, you've yeah. come a long way since I met you. Well, I, I try. I've just been trying <laughs> to improve myself. I'm just look. I've been working out and training my my mind, body, and dick uh, for one day. And that, your sexting to, to, to see Jen again. <laughs> well done. Well done. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. It's just a listener who's like, "Hey, I would like this." I was like, "Okay, we could do wow. it for that." And wow, so. you have like a service that you provide. I didn't even know That's it, great. it wasn't a service I knew I provided until she asked for it, but. Yeah. Well, so, now so. you know. Now you can put that on the resume. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, before we continue. Hey, Siri, set an alarm for 3 p.m. <laughs> Is that the next take it out? Yeah. I can't just like... Well, I that's can't, good. You can't, you can't forget. Or, <laughs> can't forget. Really that would be bad. Yeah. That would not be good. So um, as we were saying... <laughs> what were we saying? <laughs> um, so, oh, so... Pregnant, pregnant women can be plenty hot. Uh, it just right, depends on right. how it shows on you. I but. think I was a pretty hot pregnant woman. I, I bet. I, I think, think so. I think especially like thinner women can look really sexy with yeah, it how was it comes the, out. It was yeah. the basketball and the big boobs. Oh, yeah. God. But at that time, though, that's not what was going on. Like it was still like small, you know, little embryo sure. thing. And so, but... Um, yeah, but that was the last time, though, that my friend was pregnant and I was pregnant. and uh, Pregnant foursome! Right, and that was what we were trying to do. We were trying to have a pregnant foursome, but the guys got really weird. I think their whole thing with, like, like, like my woman is pregnant, and it just, like... So she and I were like, come on, let's go, and the guys didn't want any you go eat each go eat each other's pregnant snatches i can't <laughs> i feels can't weird. do anything i can't do anything feel like we're gonna come face yeah. to face with his no, kid no we right <laughs> yeah no we ended up like having like side by side sex but not like adorable it was really right oh my god so wholesome it was very wholesome. So was, were the kids because for a lot of people the when kids come to play the sex life goes down for y'all it wasn't as much that as much as like the sex party life went down. Well, the sex party life went down, but I mean, but yeah, of course, like even just sex went down. I mean, the, my hormones were all crazy out of whack and I'm exhausted and tired and he's tired and like, and so then real life sets in, you know, yeah. like no matter how crazy and, and free you were before, like real life sets in and suddenly you're not really feeling like doing all that stuff anymore, you know? And, um, yeah. So it just sort of like went, just lay dormant for a while. And how, how do you get out of a dead bedroom? Oh, I think you just, you just make up your mind. You know, you, even if you don't feel like it, like you have sex, I think that that momentum of starting to have sex starts to feed itself and then you find yourself like back in the saddle, right. so to speak. Yeah. So in that time period, you know, was there ever an, an explicit new agreement of, okay, we're not going to parties anymore. Mm-hmm. We're also not fucking anyone else. Or was it always this blanket, like since the beginning, like, hey, you may go off and do you and whatever. Um, we always kind of had like, you can go off and do you. But it just maybe wasn't used as much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I wasn't really, like, feeling it, you know? I mean, we had a lot of experiences together and me before him. Um, But then after the kids came along, I kind of wasn't really just feeling like it anymore, really. Um, But the agree, like, but we never actively renegotiated our contract. You know what I mean? I mean, our agreements. Because, like, the the fun retelling you 
you know, gave me uh, maybe like a week or two after was you guys were ha- kind of having a dead bedroom situation at the time that we met. Right. Yeah. We fooled around. Yeah. Um, we didn't even do much. That no, that particular night even, was just making out. Yeah, we didn't even like there, do anything. Yeah, like, do, doing things came later. Right. Um, <laughs> but then apparently you went back and fucked the shit out of your husband. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it you, totally it totally brought everything dormant came rushing back. And I, I felt, was like, babe, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> I felt so happy to be uh, the jumper cables for right, your sex exactly. life. Right, yep. exactly. And yeah. you, know, you told me that apparently, you know, he gets off of you and then like laughs and goes like, okay, what was his name? Right. You know? <laughs> and I was like, yay, yay, Billy did something good. <laughs> yeah, you get a badge. Yeah. You get a badge. <laughs> I, I get a badge for helping a woman uh, jumpstart jump sex life here and then help uh, another woman cheat and regret it forever over here. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> and then and then I ended up coming back a month later because we, we were texting like a lot. We were because we were trying to see about working out the possibility of you... Um, coming over and like being a part of our bedroom situation uh, uh i think they call that a threesome hey <laughs> <laughs> are you would, making fun of me you're making fun of a me a little bit a little bit you are it's okay uh, i can take it yeah you can take it <laughs> i have <laughs> yeah i uh that that made me feel fucking so sexy Did to it? be considered fr- like to be invited in, like I right. wasn't, you know, I wasn't badgering my way. It was like to be invited, right? Was yeah. felt like I, I felt honored to be considered, right? Um, and but we were talking a lot too, not just about that, but like you were starting to explore a lot more, yeah. And so it seemed like that was something that um, that we were talking about. Yeah, I was you know? starting to answer craigslist ads and mm-hmm. i started going to something like bukkakis and blow bangs and things and see i never called anything by a name that's well, so funny I, so i was always like you're doing what and you would explain it to me i was like oh yeah i've done that yeah <laughs> 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 i didn't know there was a name <laughs> you were my sex sherpa in a way uh you were my group sex sherpa because i you know i remember when i got my first sex party invitation mm-hmm. you were the person i called and was like hey i need Tips, uh, help me I out. Do? Right. Yeah, like what? Because I'm, a, I was going as a single so guy, and yeah, I'm aware that like being a single guy is different than going as anyone right. else. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to behave myself, yeah, but like, I also want to have the sex stuff. Maybe the sex. I want to yeah. see stuff. Who I want to go have on the sex. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> uh, I'd like to be on a couch and do stuff. Shut up. <laughs> right. So. And you you called you really nice. You gave me this great tip. I actually shared this tip on the oh podcast. What was my tip? Uh, recently, when someone, it was a guy saying, how do I get in on the orgy if my partner's off fucking someone else? Okay. Like, if it looks like everyone's fucking and I'm the odd man out, like, how do I uh-huh. get in? And I gave, one of your suggestions was, if you see a, a couple, like, just finished having some hot sex, mm-hmm. go up to them and say, like, hey, that was really hot. Do you guys need some water? That was my suggestion. You were suggesting wow. being like the water yeah, boy. The water it's a good way to like break the ice <laughs> that like I could start conversation that like uh-huh. I maybe I go get the water and right, maybe they want to yeah. talk to you because yeah. they're coming down and then at, at minimum you make a new friend and they'll mm-hmm. think, oh, that was a good guy. He just like offered us water. Right. And in yeah, best case scenario, that's what she, you want to be. You want to be the good guy. Yeah. Because you got to be safe enough for them to be able to like, all right, 
You, you, know? you don't want to be the pushy asshole. Right. And uh, and then also best case scenario is like she thanks you by bending over and laying yeah. your fucker, right? You never so, know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a really helpful one. That was, for my me. That was a suggestion <laughs> of yours. I don't remember that. To be like a I... water, like the water yeah. fairy, the condom fairy. Nice. You know, that if you're not involved, there are non-sexual ways of being involved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I'm glad it could be helpful. Well, you're super there helpful. You go. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Yeah, I want to do some shout outs right now to some very special fan whores. Ramon F., man, how the fuck is Amsterdam? Is that still where you're at? I think you're my only person out there. So you got to represent the man whore podcast well. Sarah S., longtime supporter of the podcast on Patreon and a silent observer often. Uh, say hey sometime, okay? I want to know how that whole Dom Sub thing worked out from, you know, years ago, the last time we spoke. KM, thank you for joining our community of fan whores on Patreon. I don't know anything about you, but I am sure you're a pleasant individual. Most people named Kate are. Uh, this next person is also a Kate, but spells it in a very uh, funky fashion, which I dig. It's cool. It matches your cute nose ring. Uh, I hope you enjoy your free sex toy that you got from sexyliberation.org. And last but not least, Andrew Sparksfire. Big shout out to the founder uh, of Hacienda. You should all go check out his fan page, facebook.com slash Andrew Sparksfire page. If you've ever had any questions about Hacienda, that's the man to ask. If you want to get a special shout out on the show, all you got to do is join our community of fan whores on Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, think of it like a monthly fan club subscription meets Kickstarter. You pledge a certain amount of money per month, and depending on how much you pledge determines which rewards you get. And you can become an official fan whore for as little as a dollar per month. You can alter your pledge at any time, all you've got to do is go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Now back to the show. But the other <laughs> thing, you know, that you did for me was I I first saw the word polyamory. Mm-hmm. Did, where, where did you first, like, come across that whole... I don't even remember. I, I, I don't know. But that predates you with him, right? Like, you even thinking yeah. about that? Yeah. Okay. So I I saw the word polyamory in like a small tiny article in like the New York Post mm-hmm. and it was it was this word and I was like oh that kind of it just briefly says that like you could love more than one person at the same time right. and I'm a freshman I have an exclusive long distance monogamous relationship but I thought like I don't feel that right now but I feel like that could happen that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was just like tucked in the back of my head for a while, and I never really explored it ever. But I always felt weird about it. Anytime I tried to explain it to someone, mm-hmm. they they were like, "That's weird." You were the first right. person who made me feel like any sort of sexual deviancy I was having, <laughs> like I wasn't weird, I wasn't mm-hmm. a bad person for it, mm-hmm. and that there are other normal and attractive people who are into that too. Okay. And it made me feel like it made me feel normal. Good. And, uh, good. That always, that was always a very important moment for me to hear, to meet people who have swung mm-hmm. or people who like can hook up with a guy while he's visiting New York and tell her husband and it, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Like um, it's not totally crazy. Right. It can happen and it can be healthy. Yeah. 
And so you've been like a, like a model of that for me hmm. for a long time. Nice. But as you like as you shared before, you know, before we were starting, like it's not always all happy Facebook posts. Well, no, it's not all no. great. But also, you know, when whether they're relationships or marriages or whatever or partnerships, that just because something's not going great mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's because of the non-monogamy. Like that's not always the cause. No, no. And in fact, the the situ- the issues that we face now have zero to do with that. Like it has nothing to do. Like he's not with, lashing out with, no. well, you fucked that guy. No, no, yeah. no, not at all. That has nothing to do with it. No. In fact, you know, I went to Mexico recently with my friend who I yeah, met you with. with. And um, I said hello. Right. Yeah, you did. And um, and another friend. And, um, you know, we we he and I had a conversation before I went to Mexico about the green light, you know, like because we hadn't done that in a while, like because we moved across country and in moving across country, um, you know, I met you after we moved because uh, we were in uh, on the West Coast and then we moved here and then I met you. And after I met you, we got involved a little bit in the local scene. I ended up going to a dungeon okay. in um, uh, somewhere anyway. Sure. And, um, and I got to be part of a dungeon scene and, and observe all of that going on. I didn't participate. I was asked to, but I wasn't really comfortable with it at the time. Um, but so like we... We have done a few things since we moved here, but just not as much. And so me going to Mexico... It like brings back up the like, hey, let's check back in. Right, yeah. Because yeah, he's like, listen, you know, you're going to be there for like six days. Like, you know, stuff could be presented to you. And, and so he's like, go ahead, you know, green light, go ahead. At first he's like, but, you know, maybe like shoot me a text. And I'm, th- I'm like... Okay, so you're going to be like tucking the kids in and then I'm going to Do you really want to pay text. for that data? Right. Uh, I mean, do you really want a text that says like, "Hey, I'm about to go make out with this guy?" Like I just thought that was really unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And I told him I said, "That's not going to happen. I'm not going to text you." I said, "But we'll certainly like visit it all when I get home if that's really what you hot want. debrief." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, so when I got home, he was immediately like so, you know, did you hook up? Did you, you know, did you do anything? And I told him and we had awesome sex. Yeah. So, um, so like that is still not really an issue for us, but the issues in our marriage have, are completely unrelated. Well, so what's, what's going on now? I mean, 17 years in, mm-hmm. you've got these uh, beautiful children together, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And a seemingly healthy Right, sexual communication, yeah, uh, pattern. But right. you know, you know, you were you were pretty emotional before. And, I know. Uh, well, you know, even though the the sex has been fine, um, there is sometimes this uh, misunderstanding. I think about sex and intimacy and what that means, and so where our sex and our intimacy were always um, completely. Um, enmeshed with each other at some point it seems like this they kind of got separated and so for me 
And that's because emotionally he's not trying to connect with me in other areas of our life. And so, you know. No date nights? No date nights anymore. I don't know when the last time was that he tried to plan something at all. Um, And, you know, in the evenings, like, I'll ask him, do you want to hang out? Do you want to, let's watch a show together. Let's, you know, I I buy puzzles. Like, let's do a puzzle together. Like, I don't, you know, like something, something that's, that's not sex. That's just us hanging out. Mm. And, um, and he decides not to. He would rather do whatever it is he's doing or go to bed. So sometimes we'll put the kids to bed at eight o'clock and he goes to bed. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to bed at eight o'clock, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, so I end up hanging out by myself a lot, and it gets lonely. It's lonely to be in a house with four other people because we've got kids. It's hard to be in a house with four other people and feel alone, and that's how I feel a lot of the time. Um, and so then, when we have sex, in his mind, that's us connecting and he's like oh babe you know like he's right he thinks it. that's he the thinks we're connecting like on a heart-to-heart level and i'm like you know i want to get off yeah. and this is, feels really good and after so many years together he knows how to touch me he knows how to get how to get me turned on but he hasn't been like emotionally getting you off no and so so there's this disconnect where he thinks that we're emotionally connecting and I'm like, I'm not emotionally connecting to you right now during sex. I'm enjoying the sex because I really like sex, but I'm not feeling the connection. And so we're, we're, we're drifting apart right now. And that's hard. That's what's, that's what hurts. That's why I was crying earlier. Have y'all gone through that before? Something like this? Um, not to this extent. Like, I think what's hard is that when we've gone through something like this before, I didn't really want to have the sex either. So, you know, we would be maybe kind of distant. I don't know. You know, it's like marriages ebb and flow, right? And so um, there were times when, like, we weren't really having as much sex and and we weren't really hanging out as much. And, but now I think the difference is that, like, we're actually having a lot of sex, but I'm not... I'm not connecting to him as much emotionally through it as I would like um, because I don't feel like he's making a lot of effort and that's, yeah, we're, we're just, we're, we're going through a hard time right now. Do you do like uh, like is counseling something that you think that would like help? I think it absolutely would. It would help. I think I need to go for myself mm. regardless of whether he is interested in going. Um, I have asked him to go. And, uh, in fact, I just asked him on Saturday if we could go. Was that what the the fight you referred to was? Well, yeah. It was after that fight. Um, And he felt like the reason that we argued was all my fault. And that, so when I asked, when I said, I think we need counseling, he said, we don't need a therapist to work out the something that's black and white. I'm right and you're wrong. And we don't need a therapist to tell us that. And I kind of was like, I I don't even, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what you do with that. Like, what do you do with that? What what you do is just like, Hey, (laughs) you're, you're shit. 
Yeah. Because like I gotta imagine that if you're on the receiving end of that, it just sounds like you're shit. You're right. a bad person, yeah. and it and fix it. It's uh, not a like, yeah. hey, this is what's going on. Let's fix it. Right. And I, I told him, I said, you know what? We both deserve to be heard. And we deserve to have somebody help us be heard. And the other part of this is that um, I know probably 10 marriages right now that are on the rocks. Um, either divorce papers were just just signed or they're separating or whatever. And so... I know like at least 10 marriages that are, that are suffering greatly. And I told him, I said, I I don't want to, and like, we're kind of headed that direction if we don't do something about it now. Mm. I don't want to necessarily be completely stranded on the rocks here. Cause it's still savable. Like you still see it as salvageable. I do. I do. But, but only if he'll do something, you know, he's got to put in some effort. And he's not doing that right now. And so it's just, it's extremely frustrating to see it. He's doing it in that he's like, you're really hot. I want to have sex with you. <laughs> that's right. the Does effort it, he's he, putting he into it. He thinks that's the thing. It's like, no, like do a puzzle with me. Do a puzzle with do me. A Watch puzzle a show. I know we don't like, and the problem too is like, we don't like <sighs> the same, you know, I'm like, let's watch Game of Thrones. I want to binge watch. And he's like, let's just watch the one episode. What? You can't can't do do one episode of Game of Thrones? (laughs) Or Walking Dead, or, you know, (laughs) I'm like, no, we have to watch more. And he never, and then he's like, but these stress me out. So, like, the next time I want to can't handle all the beheadings. Wait, wait, Game of Thrones stresses you out? (laughs) You got to be pretty high strung to be stressed out by a fucking show. He doesn't Uh, like it. And I'm like, let's watch Daily Show, like anything. The thing is, something together, something that's non sexual without the kids. Yeah. That reminds you that it's like, hey, I love you. Right. And not just like, like, we're raising kids together. Right. Like that we're a couple. Yeah. Like we can be a couple. And um, I got to imagine you want to feel the things you felt before kids came along. Yeah, I do. And the oldest one's like, what, eight, nine? 11. 11? Almost 12. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. And I just, you know, I miss it. I miss I miss him being romantic with me. Yeah. You know? I miss that. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. It's okay. So, yeah. I don't know. He's a good man. You know, he is. But, and I love him, but, you know, I also, I love myself, and I don't like living like this, you know, but I gave up a lot to raise our children. Um, I haven't been, I've been a stay-at-home mom this whole time, so I don't really have a lot of, like, I have friends who are going through stuff like this, but, you know, they have careers, so if they... If their marriages don't work out, they have a way of taking care of everything for themselves. And I don't so much. So it feels a little like I feel a little trapped right now. And not trapped with somebody I don't want to be with. I just wanna I just wanna feel like It's like Beauty and the Beast. You want (laughs) you totally want this person who's got you trapped in this big castle. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I just, I just need him to try to 
make some effort um, and try to understand. And I've, uh, you know, it's not like I haven't told him too. This is not like a big secret. I've, I've asked him. I mean, but yeah, yeah. So it's not easy right now. Yeah, we'll probably work it out. You know, I don't want to blow up the kids' lives, and um, you know. I don't think either one of us want that. And I think ultimately he doesn't want to see me walk away, but I just, this is the hard part right here. You know, it seems to be like, uh, from what I can tell that it's these parts that prove how strong the love and marriage can be. Right. Yeah. I'm a big believer and you have to go through the bad to have the good. And yin and the yang, <clears throat> you know, you can't appreciate those really good times as much, Yeah. you know? So, but this is just the stuff that, like, I don't know. I don't talk. I won't. I don't talk about it with my friends. But right. I'll come on this podcast yes. and tell but, everybody. <laughs> but there are like so many people listening to. And I told you this before we started. And I was, I was hoping slash encouraging, like, to feel. Hopefully, you know, you would share. But there are yeah. plenty of people listening to this podcast right now who are in marriages, and they might even be in similar situations yeah. as you, or they have been in this situation and. Yeah. They've gone divorced or they worked it out. I mean, there's a lot of people who can mm-hmm. relate to this. It's actually also why, you know, it's nice to have like someone older than me on because I'm not going to have this conversation with someone who's 29. Right. right. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and there's a lot of people listening to the show who are much older than that and mm-hmm. would like to hear something they can relate to. Right. <laughs> uh, within, the, within at least the last decade. <laughs> you know? But uh, I mean, it did. I'm. You know, you actually, you kind of resisted doing the show in the beginning. I'm kind of actually happy that you (laughs) finally chose to do it now when you are going through these things. Yeah. It's not just about you blowing me in a car in Philly. (laughs) It's, no, this episode has become something, you know, uh, deeper than that. A little deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the concerns you were saying, and that you've actually said for years, because we talked about getting together. Mm -hmm. So the backtrack, backtrack, we were mentioning how, after we all, all the three of us had like made out and had a really right. fun night out, yeah. that there was talks to maybe have me come in as the the unibro for a threesome. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know if unibro is a term, but it should be. It, it is now. It is now. And we just coined it. Yeah, <laughs> and he he ultimately ended up not being down with it, despite right. you giving him plenty of your friends the fuck. But uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> whatever yeah but it was fine but then we ended up getting together like mm-hmm. a month later and mm-hmm. uh we we had like our own night um yeah we did we had a, we had our own night anyway yeah yeah um which ended up which made me go like uh, philly where's no one's on these streets because we ended up fooling around in my car like on a corner and like no one's really walking on the streets you Listen. can't pull that off in new york city like you can still fuck in a car, or you can do stuff in a car in, on a street in New York City. Just right. no, and everyone's walking by, but no one cares, right? You know, and Philly is just no one around. <laughs> it was a quiet night. I, I was yeah. very happy it was. Yeah. I was very happy yeah. it was. <laughs> um, but you know, we we talked for the last like few years, and uh-huh. there's always like a flirtation of possibly mm-hmm. getting together. But you know, you seemed like that. It always seemed like maybe that wasn't allowed. I actually have thought that for the last whatever years that you weren't allowed to get together with me because maybe you, you guys were being uh, going through a monogamous mm-hmm. uh, period. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know, what was what was that about? What was what about exactly? Well, I mean, one of the things that you were concerned about previously that you said about doing the podcast, you're like, I'm worried about like being alone in a room with you. 
And I'm trying to, I tried to assure you, I promise you, I, what? what? He's going to back through the door. Okay. <laughs> um, I was trying to say, like, I promise I'm resistible, uh, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, but what was that concerned about? Um, what? Because you're really cute. Right, but if you if you're a, <laughs> stop it. I mean, but if you if you're you um, have a don't ask, don't tell policy, what was right. the concern? I think because um because even though we have the don't ask, don't tell type of thing, when when I first was actively trying to bring you in mm-hmm. um and he was so resistant to that. So I didn't exactly want to rock the boat more being like, it's that guy. Right. Right. Well, was he, did he have an opposition to it being me or to just being another dude? I think it was you. What do I have? I'm not that, like, I'm cute, but I'm not that cute. I'm not like going to steal your wife cute. I think it was because when I came back and from New York and every I was all like woohoo you know everything was all lit up again yeah I think he was happy about that but he didn't necessarily want the that the person that was the catalyst for that to be involved with us because that person who was the catalyst wasn't him right anybody else that we brought in was like after that had been reignited. So, and so you, it would have been like kind of safer for him. So if you hadn't been so excited about making out with me, <laughs> then maybe it would have happened. It might have Fuck. happened. I should have like downplayed it a little more. Okay. I didn't play it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's all I can think of is that it was because, because when I, because I did like, try a few times to bring it up and finally he uh, he just was like not him i was like oh okay interesting did y'all ever end up getting another guy Mm -mm, no no nope we did some couples but yeah but no single no single guy yeah Mm. but not him not fair not fair, but also right? like maybe an ego boost on my part. Uh, <laughs> like it kind of feels nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, so then we just went kind of like back underground with the don't ask, don't tell. And then I was like, you know what? Just every two years, I'm gonna sex this guy a cute picture of me. But I in ninety stuff in like forever. What are you talking about? I feel like every other like every two years, like there's like a little bit of a steamy textual exchange between us, and I get like a couple pictures that uh. I get to hold on. To. I don't know when the last time was I sent you a picture. Come on. Oh, you have it. I mean, it's an I, it's an iPhone. It doesn't delete. Uh, Mine did. Let's see. Info. Where where are pictures? Wow. This is Susan pictures. Oh, I'm, That's you. So it would be okay. Yeah, whenever that was. <laughs> I don't know how to get info on stuff. Huh. Well, it's been a while anyway. Yeah. So okay. you with is that A? No, that's no. L. L's better. Oh, that's me. Okay, Whoa, that well, hey. that's me too. Okay, <laughs> hi everyone. That's what happens. You don't have previews. Okay. Okay, so there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you sort of occupied 
kind of a gray area, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. There you go. All right. Yeah. So, and then I think <clears throat> there was also when he and I started exploring some BDSM mm-hmm. and he was like trying out being a dominant being a dom to me master he wanted me to call him I really could never quite get there with that the paradigm quite do it as like a submissive guy myself I like it's the whole like if you make me call you goddess I'm gonna laugh in my head I just I can't I'm gonna giggle yeah it's too much it's too much (laughs) I couldn't do it too much theatrics like yeah exactly and 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 you know and he had not he'd always been like dominant with me but then to suddenly like take it to this next level uh that was that was interesting and and I, so for us getting together i remember also that it was sort of me being like all right i'm going to have my last hurrah before i delve into this whole I remember world that. with him yeah you were telling me that when we met for the drink right. you're like this yeah. is like this is my last you know my thing that's for me before we do all of this together, you mm-hmm. know, because and I thought because maybe this is what we need, you know, and um, so that lasted for a while. We had some fun. We had this some very. This was one of the times when we um, met this couple. I went to a hotel and watched him. He was like a prof- like not a professional don, but ropes like, dude. He he was he watched some YouTube dude, videos, right? Yeah, yeah, no, he was very. They were good. every like, party has did, has a few of those right the guy he's got like a lot of stuff he's like it looks like a guy like he spent a lot of money on equipment right but you're like dude you also owe me rent uh, <laughs> now this guy was uh he was next level okay though. he wasn't that guy he was a guy who'd been doing this for years and was kind of like old school about it and he would train other masters and show them how to do the ropes and and he so he did the ropes on his girl and then um and so then they did it on me which was fun yeah um somewhere i have a photo of me all tied up in this rope and so it was a lot of fun but then he got kind of obsessive with me and would like text me privately or call me Uh or you know and craig was like dude no like that's not that's not cool so anyway so we did that for a little while and um but again eventually like i think that it has to really be such a natural part of who you are and for him it wasn't like Mm -hmm. he was he's like a dominant kind of guy physically and in bed but not to that not to that level. Yeah, sure. You know, and like it also started to become like, you know, like a, um, we were trying to make Whoa. it almost a life. <laughs> cat. <laughs> Fucking cat. <laughs> the cat's on fire. Um, we were trying to make it kind of like a lifestyle thing, sort of. And it was like, it was just one of those things where it was like, yeah, it was fun for a while, but it didn't really just, it just it didn't, didn't take. It didn't take, yeah. It didn't take. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, but I'm glad we tried it. It was cool. Yeah. I can say we did, you know. Um, and that was the time frame in which I met another woman who, um, I, that's where I wound up in that dungeon that one night. So anyway, so that was all like the t- same time frame. Um, 
yeah. So we had a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you think the the emotional? I don't want to call it a void, mm. but like the emotional needs that you're needing. Do you think that something more polyamorous, where there's another romantic partner, do you think that would almost fill mm-hmm. that need? Yeah. That would make you forgive him not doing puzzles with you? Yeah. I mean, I think that's where like you you look and see like what are your needs, prioritize them, and what can my partner give me? And if he can't give, give me those needs, do I have a friend? You know, like, I mean, I don't think it all has to be romantic. Like, you know, I have a, I have a need to pursue spirituality in my life. Um, he's atheist. Mm. He ain't doing that at all, right? right? But I don't try to pursue that with him. He's a have, church buddy. I have friends that we get together and meditate, and I do that with them. And so I have that f- fulfillment elsewhere, you know? So you need friends with sacraments? <laughs> no sacraments. <laughs> oh, Billy. Well, you know. Uh, well, I try. yeah, you try. You do. So I don't think that he. I don't. I don't think that it's necessary for him to be everything to me. I don't. But I just. I want to feel like I'm something to him. And I haven't been feeling that except for in the bedroom. But I'll tell you, like, so (laughs) this is where it's gotten. We had this huge fight Saturday night. And um, which I already told you about, but it was it just it wasn't a good fight like it 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 blew up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have like little tiffs and it's not a big deal. But this one got big. And, um, and I, I wasn't going to sleep with him in the bed that night. I took all my stuff downstairs and like, for me, that's a big deal to not spend the night in bed together. Eventually I came back up and we talked more and it's fine. So, but I was still really upset with him. Um, and so in the morning he's spooning me and he wants to have sex and he knows how to touch me because we've been together for so long. So, right. of course, my body responds. I respond because it feels good, you know, but not because I actually am connecting. I don't want to, like, I'm mad at him still, you know, but but he, again, is is thinks that we had sex. And he thinks, awesome, you know, if we are having sex, then everything's okay right. and, and we're good, right? And I'm like... Well, <laughs> you know, not so much. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where we are right now. Mm. Mm. I'm pulling for you. Thanks, babe. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in your happiness. So I am hoping it works out. It will. It will. I don't think it's not going to. I don't think it's going to not work out, sure. you know. But again, like, so we have we have that we have that going for ourselves, at least, you know good sex and the rest of it will kind of fall into place and meanwhile i will you know find ways to connect to him and to other people you know friends that i can hang out with and you know doesn't have to all be one person what uh what do you love about him he's a really good dad 
I do. I love that about him. I love that he's a really good dad. Yeah, but you started sleeping with him before he was a dad. That's true. I did. (sighs) He's a solid person. Like, you know what you're getting with him. He's really, really smart. He's very funny. Um, He does make me laugh. He makes me laugh. And that's, that's a big thing. Um, and, you know, he works hard. Um, you know, he's a good guy. We, we, I, I, we have fun together. Like when we do actually hang out, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a good guy. And, you know, I look at him and I think, you know, you're, you're still my forever guy. You're my, he's still my, I feel like he's still my forever but, um, yeah, we just have to work through this stuff right now. Well, that's real important. At least you are, you're not like questioning if he's the forever guy and that you still know. I do still know that. Yeah. I do still know that. Yeah. I just, you know, and I think he feels the same way about me being his forever. Yeah. So he just needs to learn my language still. Have you considered not fucking him? Until like things got worked out, Polo Lysistrata. I am a little concerned that if I did that, then we wouldn't have anything. But maybe that would be the callus to let him truly know things are not okay. Mm-hmm. Because if he keeps getting the feedback loop of <clears throat> we had a fight, but we had sex and it was good sex and she got off, so we must be fine. Right. What if you break that loop? I, I'm 27, so I don't fucking know yeah, anything. No. I'm just... I mean, I think what it comes down to is, I mean, honestly, um, and I, and I, f- sometimes I think I'm being direct, only to find out later that I wasn't at all. Yeah. Um, and that's my flaw that I have to figure out. But I think that I made it clear that sexual intimacy is not emotional intimacy for me, mm-hmm. and um, and I've like literally coached him on on like how to handle me if i'm upset and um and he keeps reverting back to sex so i think maybe i need to be more direct (laughs) that might be helpful maybe maybe uh maybe throwing a no it's really hard i know because it feels so good but like (laughs) like just try it once or twice and see see if it works yeah i yeah maybe because if Paige goes like, no, I'm like, oh, we're really in a fight. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we actually have to fix this we now. We have to fix this now. <laughs> must yeah. fix- My dick's uh, shouting up. be like, Billy, fix this. Please. Please. Let me get some. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, that's where we're opposite in that way. Yeah. Like, I think he could say no to me, but I have a hard time saying no. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Why well, is that? Oh, that he could say no to you for sex. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has. It's not often, though. Is he fucking other women? I don't think so. No? Don't ask. I haven't asked. You haven't asked? <laughs> right. I forgot. You don't care. I haven't um, asked. Has he, have you, do you have like any like steady sexual partners outside of him? I don't. No. no. I wouldn't. I mean, there's somebody I've been talking to. Talking to? Jen, <laughs> uh, there's someone I've been talking to, but yeah? I, but it hasn't gone further than that, and I don't think this is a good time for it to go further than that. Sure. So. Where where do you meet someone to talk to? F- do you talk about stuff? 
Billy, I think this might be that thing where I'm not going to talk about it. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Jen, um, I mean, thanks for finally agreeing to do this. I love having an excuse to see you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. It was, but I think it's interesting that this is the time in which I finally decided to do it. I don't know. Maybe I need to get some stuff out. How do you feel now? I mean, is this as nerve wracking uh, or as scary as you thought it was going to be? No, it was so built up in my head. I had no idea what to expect, but Mm -hmm. this has been, it's been fine. It's been nice and I don't feel overexposed. So I feel good. That's good. I feel fine. Well, Jen, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I finally did it. I'm glad too. And don't forget you are a wonderful woman. You're an amazing person. He is lucky to have you and you've still got it. Do I still have it? You might, you might. You might be sexier now than you were when I met you seven years really? ago. Really? Wow. Nice. So you still look uh, I'm glad. fantastic. I'm glad it's still going on then. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, feel free to say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everyone. I spent several hours with Jen after we were done recording. And I was so happy to see her again, to spend time with her again, to hold her hand again. It had been too long, and I had been, you know, she's one of the few people who I've literally pined after for years. I'm glad we were finally able to reconnect in person. I was sad that it couldn't have been under happier circumstances but maybe that's just when we were supposed to get together again maybe that's when it's supposed to happen if you enjoyed my conversation with jen i have a bonus episode with jen coming out tomorrow exclusively available to my five dollar and up fan whores on patreon it's an additional 20 minutes where we discuss her bisexuality growing up and uh which one of her kids is the gay one all of our kids are very young. We're just all we're just speculating. Um, if you want access to that bonus episode and dozens more hours upon hours of additional man whore podcast content, go make a pledge today at patreon.com slash man podcast. That's Patreon P A T R E O N dot com slash man podcast. I love reading your reactions. I love seeing your tweets. I love seeing your emails. Hit me up on Twitter at TheBillyProceda. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast. Let me know what you think about the show. And if you want to say something more privately or say something that's longer than 140 characters, send me your comments, your questions, your titties on over to ManWhorePod at gmail.com. Join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the ManWhore Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode. I also post links to articles I'm quoted in, podcasts I appear on. I also post pictures and just my thoughts on everyday stuff. I also love responding to your comments and to your questions on there. For all you Redditors, it's r slash podcast. I want to see you all next week at the Fan Whore Facebook Live Hangout. Next Wednesday, April 26th, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like the Man War podcast on Facebook to stay up to date. I can't wait to see y'all there. It's going to be a fun time. And it'll be cool for y'all to be able to meet each other. And that's, that's a part that I really find exciting. 
So I can't wait to see y'all there. Um, but I want to read before we go uh, one last thing. I sent this in the newsletter, I think it was last month. And it I, I wrote it shortly after recording with Jen. And normally I try to not read the stuff on the newsletter on here because I want something, I want there to be a bonus for people who are subscribed to the newsletter, but I really do want to share this. It's titled Palpable. I reconnected with a lot of my exes over the past month, but one of them was a most special reunion. It took a lot of convincing to get Jen to agree to do the podcast. She rejected my several invitations over the years, so I was thrilled when she finally agreed to meet. Not just because I'd get another episode for the show, but because for nearly seven years I have desired to hold this woman in my arms one more time. I met Jen in the summer of 2010. It was the summer before my senior year at NYU, and I was interning with a comedy club publicist while dealing underground poker at night. One afternoon, I found myself at a bar having lunch and watching a World Cup match. I had nachos in my stomach and $1,500 cash in my left pocket, my car keys in the other. It was going to be a degenerate evening, night, and, likely, early morning at the casino. Not paying attention to my surroundings, how are the nachos? Comes at me from my left. I turned confusedly to see a cute, blonde, older woman looking at me. Her name was Jen. She introduces me to her friend, name Redacted. They were a couple of 38-year-old married mothers having a girls' weekend in New York City. I had no idea I'd be making out with both of them later that night. I first read the word polyamory my freshman year of college in the newspaper. There was a small box of text mentioning it. I was in an exclusive long-distance relationship, but the concept clicked with me. That makes sense, I thought. I rarely, if ever, discussed my intellectual acceptance of ethical non-monogamy back then. This is long before I knew all the cool terms and buzzwords. For years, I just assumed that I was strange, that I was different, that I was selfish, that I was other. As the three of us chatted and vibed, Jen goes to the bathroom. Her friend leans in and giggles. Her and her husband used to be swingers. That's certainly an interesting piece of information to get about a total stranger at 21 years old. When Jen returned, I let her know she'd been ratted out. But she wasn't shy about it. She wasn't embarrassed. She explained while they lived in another city, they were tapped into the local play party scene. I was fascinated. Finally, someone else. One of those real adult people not only agreed with what I had hypothesized, but had lived it. The moms wanted to go dancing that night, and I wrote down the name of a few places they could try on the back of my business card because I'm, you know, smooth. I had money burning in my pocket and an itch to scratch, so I reluctantly bid them adieu. However, they insisted I rejoin them later. A long, possibly negative, lonely night at a casino hours away or staying in the city for a much more affordable night of dancing with two MILFs? Let's all be proud of me for making the right decision. I mean, we danced, we drank, we laughed, we collapsed in a booth, we all kissed. As a cocky 21-year-old still surprised by his supposed sex appeal, I was on cloud nine. I don't even dance, but I was willing to do whatever it took to add minutes to the experience. I didn't want the night to end. Eventually, the two had to return to their crash pad and meet up with their whiny, braces-clad, less fun friend. Jen and I exchanged numbers. 
We texted, talked on the phone, and traded scandalous photos. We did this off and on for years. No number of minutes, weeks, or months were enough to queer the connection. Last week, Jen and I saw each other in real life for the first time in over six years. The hug was tender. It was long. This married mother of three held a special place in my heart as the first person to make me not feel like an immoral slut boy. The episode was wonderful, raw, and eye-opening, and I am so excited to share it with you in due time. The chemistry between us was so palpable. The attraction was fierce. The torch I've held for Jen for years was engulfed with a lustful flame that heated my hands as they rubbed the back of her neck. I'm not even sure who tried to seduce whom. Maybe we switched off and took turns as we drove around and ate lunch. Her car pulled up to my next recording location. Those last minutes were spent silently, our foreheads pressed against one another. Who goes first? I really want to kiss you, were the only words spoken. I could feel her wedding band against my skin. If you're reading this far, you deserve to know before I air the show. We did not kiss that day. We both really wanted to. We both knew it would be questionable. We instead held steady in an embrace, attempting to keep our cool, knowing that a decision like this should be consciously made by our heads and our hearts, not by the chemicals rushing into our brains from our genitals. I know that's not where those chemicals come from. She drove off and I took some deep breaths. I knew I didn't need to sleep on it, but I did know that she should. Stay slutty, everybody.